good morning and uh, Merry Christmas to those who haven't already been greeted. And welcome to this, this uh, unusual service where you look around and you see people that you don't know uh, and you also look around and say, mm, oh, there are people here who I'd love to see who have gone to visit family and uh, friends elsewhere. And that includes our, our minister, Sam. Sam is uh, in the north of Ireland with his family and enjoying uh, seeing family and friends there and in also enjoying a good rest after a very busy Advent. And he was with us on Wednesday, on Wednesday celebrating the birth of our Lord. A little introduction in case you don't know who I am. I'm a member of this church. I'm also a, a lay preacher in the Methodist Church based in Dunleary. And I am the chapel reader of an Anglican, a Church of Ireland secondary school uh, called the King's Hospital. So I'm, I'm a little bit of everything, but most important for us all here, we may come from different countries, we may come from different church traditions, but we have one Lord, Jesus Christ. And we, we won't even be singing entirely in English this morning, because there's, there are a lot of people here who are who speak different languages, so we're going to sing a verse in Portuguese, so hopefully, hopefully that will go well. And we have readers from many different uh, countries, and so hopefully you'll get a sense of the international aspect of that. So just a few announcements. Um, what I'm going to try to do this morning is focus on the shepherds, and it's interesting that this devotional calendar, which is available at the back of the church, at the very first... When we, when we are allowed to turn over into January, uh, the very first focus says, while Moses was tending sheep. So Moses is, is one of the shepherds of the Bible, and we'll, we'll learn a little bit about him along the way this morning. So those are available. You don't have to pay for them. And if you ha already have a calendar, you might say, oh, I have a friend who'd, who'd really like to have that and really like to learn about, uh, about the Bible using that calendar. So that's available. Um, now, you can just follow uh, the, the church news and diary. There's, there is very little there. Um, the, you can see that the next Sunday, the first Sunday of the new year, uh, will be a communion. It usually is a service of Holy Communion led by our minister, and uh, that will be at the usual time of 11. Um, but before that, we do have a service at 11 o'clock on Sunday, um, and that's the, I'm not sure if we'd call that a Sunday, but we'll, 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 allow, we'll allow that. We're, we're thinking of a holy day, and so not, it's not a Sunday. The, the watch night service on the 31st, which is in two days' time. And so uh, that is led, as usual, by the Korean church. It's at 11 o'clock, okay? So, so, so you have that. We usually have a prayer time here, uh, but you can see that the table isn't there. But you are aware that, that Winnie is here. Winnie is our prayer coordinator. There are elders here who will pray with you. If, the, if you have a prayer concern that you would like somebody to pray with you uh, about your own life or about somebody that you're, you care for, uh, please, please come and somebody will pray with you at the end of the service. Our call to worship is Psalm 117. And for the children here, Psalm 117 is a psalm that you can put in your, in your mind 
and you always go with it because if you open it up, you can see that it's very easy to remember. If somebody said to you, now I would like you to uh, memorize Psalm 119, you might feel threatened, but Psalm 117, you might feel a little bit more comfortable. Psalm 117, praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. So I think you, you can agree that you could, you could learn that. Maybe that could be one of your New Year's resolutions, to have that psalm with you wherever you go. Our opening hymn is number 38. It, it came upon the midnight clear, and we're going to select two verses to get us going as we think about the, the theme of shepherds. So the feeling of this service will be a little bit like a carol service. There'll be lots of people doing readings, lots of, lots of singing, and we'll hopefully just keep it moving during, during this service. You'll notice in the notices there that there isn't Sunday special. There isn't an opportunity for the children to go and learn by themselves. You'll all be learning with us here. But there is a bag here if, if people want to come up and play and do drawings and things like that, do some reading, there's an opportunity for that at any stage during the service, uh, but particularly when I'm preaching in the middle of the service. Okay, so we stand and sing, It Came Upon the Midnight Clear. Please be seated. O Prince of Peace, O Prince of Peace, whose promised birth the angels sang with peace on earth, peace be to us and all beside, peace to us all, peace to the world this Christmas tide. Amen. And the first reading, Genesis chapter 4 beginning at the first verse. Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, 
Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. And Allegra will bring us our second reading now. Then Jacob continued on his journey and came to the land of the eastern peoples. There he saw a well in the field with three flocks of sheep lying near it because the flocks were watered from that well. The stone over the mouth of the well was large. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone away from the well's mouth and water the sheep. Then they would return the stone to its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob asked the shepherds, my brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they said. He said to them, Do you know Laban, Nahor's grandson? Yes, we know him, they answered. Then Jacob asked them, Is he well? Yes, he is, they said. And here comes his daughter Rachel with the sheep. Look, he said, the sun is still high. It is not time for the flocks to be gathered. Boy the sheep and take them back to the pasture. We can't, they replied, until all the flocks are gathered and the stone has been rolled away from the mouth of the well. Then we will water the sheep. While he was still talking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. When Jacob saw Rachel, daughter of Laban, his mother's brother and Laban's sheep, he went over and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and, and watered his uncle's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began to weep aloud. He had told Rachel that he was a relative of her father and a son of Rebekah. So she ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he hurried to meet him. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his home. And there Jacob told him all these things. And in chapter 37, we read, Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And he brought their father a bad report about them. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Our second hymn is the Stuart Townend version of Psalm 23, which was written by a shepherd and is looking to God as shepherd, the Lord's my shepherd, and we stand and sing. Mm -hmm. 
O child who found to lay your head no place but in a manger bed, come where our doors stand open wide. Peace to us all, peace to the world, peace in our homes this Christmas tide. Amen. And we now listen to our fourth reading. Exodus chapter 2, verse 16 to 21. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the throats to water their father's flock. Some shepherds came along and drove them away, but Moses got up and came to their rescue and watered their flock. When the girls returned to Ruel, their father, he asked them, Why have you returned so early today? They answered, An Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds and even drew water for us and watered the flock. And where is he? He asked his daughters. Why did you leave him? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses agreed to stay with the man who gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses in marriage. And our fifth reading in the first book of Samuel, chapter 16. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? Saul will hear about it and kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then made Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent and had him brought in. He was ruddy, with a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. He is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. Samuel then went to Ramah. And our sixth reading. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arms rule for him. See his reward is with him and he recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. This is the word of the Lord. Now, as our offering to, for God's work is collected and brought before God, we will be singing with our music group, Infant Holy, Infant Lowly. Your offering will be received. We give thanks for the opportunity to give in gratitude at this time of the greatest gift. We never really know how to respond. But help us, Lord, as we make these small gestures and the small things that we do in our lives that we, we will feel that we are coming closer to you in our giving, in our faith, and in our love. Amen.
This morning, as part of our Advent and Christmas series on hope, we're looking at the hope that the angels brought to the shepherds and the hope that the shepherds brought to the people after they had seen Jesus for themselves. When, when we think of the role of the shepherds, it's not obvious why they were chosen to be the first evangelists, the first people to spread the good news of the Savior. Perhaps an, an initial thought is that they were simple, uneducated people. The Messiah wasn't being revealed in pomp and ceremony to the great and the good, but to plain people in a plain place. Although much of the Old Testament history has shepherding as a respectable occupation, and we in the church, we would say, well, the Psalm 23 says that if the Lord is my shepherd, then shepherd is a good thing. Uh, in the immediate context of the nativity, shepherds were often considered unclean, unruly, and unreliable. If these were chosen to be the first evangelists, there's hope for us all. This morning, we've been able to trace the experience of several shepherds in the Bible, and we can use those accounts to help us to understand the background to the role of the shepherds in the events of the Nativity. There is much to learn from the example of each of the shepherds we encounter this morning. We read about Abel, Rachel, Joseph, Moses, David, and Micah. Then we have those shepherds who aren't named. They go to see the baby Jesus. In our featured readings about shepherds, we can see many of the different roles that shepherds performed. They were responsible for the feeding and watering of the sheep. This often meant leading the flock to suitable places to graze and to drink. Without being led, they would often die. We possibly don't know enough about sheep, but they're not quite as independent as they look. If you see them out in the fields, they do need to be led. Our hope of survival is made clear when Jesus teaches that he knows his own sheep by name and leads them out. He goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And it's a consolation to us to know that in an agricultural situation where you have several flocks together, the sheep will know their master's voice. We will know our master's voice. We can know the way of life. Shepherds watched their sheep day and night, protected them from attack by wild animals and from theft, 
and rescued them from natural danger. They also tended to the sheep, especially caring for weaker animals. Isaiah tells of the Savior as a shepherd tending his flock, gathering lambs in his arms and carrying them close to his heart and gently leading the mother ewes, or as I think a lot of people in rural Ireland would say, yos, yos, gently leading the mother yos. Many of the prophets were shepherds. From Micah, we learned to look ahead. Shepherds needed to be able to foresee both threats and opportunities. We're going to hear about King Uzziah, another ancestor of Jesus, who built watchtowers so that the flocks of sheep could be watched. Micah listens to God and prophesies that a great ruler will come out of Bethlehem. Our hope is made clear in that prophecy about the shepherd king. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Let's look now at the shepherds of the nativity itself. Like today's night workers, we expect them to be rough and common. We don't know how many there were, but we learn that they're responsible for several flocks. Luke tells us that they were keeping watch of the sheep at night. They were guarding them from wild animals and making sure they didn't stray off. Why might they be chosen to be the first evangelists, the first people to spread the good news? Everyone else was asleep. They were awake. Although you will read in some of the carols that they thought that some of them were asleep, but their job was to be awake. They were awake, ready to give, ready to water, ready to lead, ready to rescue, ready to care. Looking ahead to what could happen. Similarly, the other famous visitors to the newborn Jesus were watchful. They saw the star and followed it. Like them, we are to stay awake and be prepared, for we do not know when Jesus will return. Two of our featured shepherds point us towards our theme this morning, hope for everyone. Our first shepherd is Abel. From Abel, we learn about giving. Throughout the Bible, there are many patterns of giving to God. He brings God an offering of the firstborn from his flock. This God accepts, but not, not, he does not accept his brother Cain's offering from the fields he has farmed. The difference between the two offerings, between the two young men, isn't obvious. It's a matter of interpretation. 
David Atkinson, in his study of Genesis, identifies two key factors. The first is faith. Abel gave an offering in faith. The man of faith offers what he has, sometimes in the dark, and is willing to hear God's reply, whether it's approval or disapproval. If God says no, Atkinson explains, the man of faith accepts accepts the no as an opportunity to learn. Such faith isn't there for Cain. He doesn't give in faith and doesn't respond to God's approval or disapproval in faith. The second factor is grace, a biblical term that can be defined as undeserved or unmerited favor. The angels in Luke 2 refer to those on whom God's favor rests. Neither of the brothers deserved God's favor because of the sacrifices they made. Our worship is only acceptable to God because of our faith in God's grace, not because we think we are worthy. When Abel receives God's approval, Cain is jealous, and in his anger he kills his brother. Abel, the first shepherd, who has done right by God, was replaced not by Cain, but by another son born to Eve. Sin and death would not conquer. His name was Seth, and he was the forefather of Noah and Abraham, And indeed, if we were going to return to what Marcella was pointing to us, the genealogy of Jesus uh, at the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, Seth was a forefather of Jesus. Our second shepherd is Rachel. Her name is related to the word for you or yo. From Rachel, we learn about watering. She brings the sheep to the well to be watered. The well was covered with a heavy stone in order to keep it clean, but also to avoid evaporation. It was hugely important to get that right in a semi-arid climate. Sheep needed watering at least three times a day and needed more water when it was particularly hot in the middle of the day. This procedure, this practice, isn't about luxury, it's about survival. Our hope is made clear when Jesus speaks to a woman at a well given by Rachel's husband, Jacob. The water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This is complete survival. The woman at Jacob's well is a stranger to Jewish society. 
She doesn't belong to the chosen people. But the coming of Jesus presents hope for everyone. Like Abel, the woman's encounter with God is all about her faith and God's grace. She, like the shepherds who visited the newborn Savior, went and told many about the Messiah, and many believed. We ask God today that we will follow their example. They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Christ, whom shepherds came to find, their joy be ours in heart and mind. Let grief and care be laid aside. Peace to us all, peace to the world, peace in our homes, peace in our hearts this Christmas tide. Amen. And Winnie will now bring us our seventh reading from this second book of Chronicles, chapter 26. Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle of the wall, and he fortified them. He also built towers in the desert and dug many cisterns because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working his fields and vineyards in the hills and in the fertile valleys, for he loved the soil. Amen. Our eighth reading from Micah chapter 5, beginning at the second verse. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel. Those origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned under the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in, her, in the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. 
But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Now, um, Our next hymn is going to be sung partly in Portuguese. We have a lot of people from Brazil who worship with us every Sunday. And there are people who are from Brazil who don't worship with us every Sunday, but who are here this morning, so they're they're particularly welcome. So we will start by singing Noite de Paz, Noite de Amor, and then we will sing in English uh, two verses of our words of this Austrian hymn, Uh, So we stand and sing Neutsch de Paz. Let us pray. Chill of the night fall, lamps in the windows, Letting their light fall clear on the snow. Bitter December bids us remember Christ in the stable long, long ago. Lord, we remember those who do not have a home those who live most of their lives on the streets, those who have been displaced from their own communities and are living in refugee camps. We especially pray for the Presbyterian Church of South Sudan and its efforts to encourage peace and provide humanitarian relief. Silence of midnight, voices of angels, singing to bid night, yield to the dawn. Darkness is en-
befriended, sinners befriended, where in the stable Jesus is born. Lord, we remember those who long for light, those who face the darkness of financial hardship. those who face the darkness of domestic tension and conflict, those who face the darkness of mental illness. Splendor of starlight high on the hillside Faint is the firelight Burning below, kneeling before him, shepherds adore him. Christ in the stable, long, long ago. Lord, we remember those who worship you this Christmas, those who celebrate your birth while imprisoned for their faith. Those who meet in secret with you as Emmanuel. Those who are alone as believers where they live and work. We pray for Naomi Keefe, global mission worker in Brazil. We ask that she will enjoy a refreshing time with her family in Ireland during Christmas. We give thanks for the seasonal evangelistic events with the families in Pejinos. We also give thanks for the enthusiasm and openness of children and parents at the Sunday school event in Beberibe. Sing out and tell now, all shall be well now, for in the stable Jesus is born. Amen. And our final hymn, we are meant to be doing what the shepherds went and did, so we're going to go and tell it on the mountain. Uh, So we stand and sing, and please feel free to dance and um, raise your hands and any of these things, because it's that kind of hymn celebration. Um, And also, when 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 you're still singing this tomorrow and the next day, Go and tell other people what's special about this time.
O Saviour Christ, ascended Lord, our risen Prince of life restored, our love who once for sinners died. Peace to us all, peace to the world, peace in our homes, peace in our hearts, peace with our God this Christmas tide, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. And you're very welcome to stay for tea and coffee and other refreshments uh, served downstairs. And thank you for coming. <laughs>